I am Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Uh, appreciate you being here. Keep those voice messages coming at 818-253-1693. And also, uh, the emails are great. We appreciate it. Dr. After Dark at gmail.com. And uh, support the people to support this podcast. Look, I love the watches of Enchero and everything. I love all this stuff. My dear guest today, of course, is the great Christina P. Hi, thank you for having and me. And I was thinking that, first of all, we're doing a lot of YMH centered, how would I say? Centered, centered. interviews and stuff for a little yes. while, which I dig. And, um, and the audience, I think, digs too, which is nice. So thank you for making that possible. Of course. We're going to have Nadav in here in a second. And I can't they, wait and for we'll, Nadav. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But... It occurred to me that this is sort of your and my version of two men, one, two guys, one, two bears, one cave. <laughs> this is like, this is like two spouses, one cool conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is our, our cave. This is our place to yeah. down. I feel like you and I, we mind meld. Yes. We love to gossip about other people. Yes. We don't laugh till our sides hurt the yeah. way Tommy and, <laughs> and Bert do. Well, they have a different thing. Is Bird okay? I've been following him a little bit. Yeah, yeah he d- he posts on Instagram that this month of sobriety. Is I saw really... that. And how how do you feel about that? What I figured think? that was him putting us all on alert that now it's over. He's gonna really <laughs> go for really gonna start full try. Yeah, because I saw his yeah. I saw his schedule and I literally tweeted. I said, dude, you're gonna hurt you. Be careful, yeah, man. It's, it's nuts. every night. It's nuts. Well, yeah, the next tour he just announced. So it's gonna be. Chaos. I saw it. I yeah. saw it. It is it, literally four months of every night. Yeah. Maybe one night a week here and there off. So how's that going to go? For, let's say you're a, a person that doesn't binge drink, and that's still a very that would make un- you not Bert. Yeah, <laughs> so you're, let's say you're not Bert. Okay, let's say you're not Bert. Yeah. Right. Wait, uh, what's yeah. this underlying issue here? What's besides leading, the binge drinking? What's leading to the binge drinking? What do you think it is? Well, he has, has that terrible anxiety disorder, right? Anxiety disorder. And, and he has this weird uh, treat thing where everything has to be met with this little right. childish thing where every everything needs a reward or he's he's depressed. He's crestfallen. Was that poor anyway. parenting? Do you think his parents rewarded him for every uh, little shit that he made in the toilet? And then uh, now... Probably something like that. Yeah. yeah, I like the idea around potty training. That's probably yeah. where it all happened. <laughs> that sort of seems... Yes. It rings very true to me. Yes. Um, it's interesting. I was noticing something about millennials uh, today that... They don't really notice hierarchies, the millennials right now. Interesting. Which is why they don't understand starting here to get here. Because getting here is just, why is that guy up there? It's, doesn't They have wow. no respect for that, no understanding of it even. Like, And I thought, wow, we really did that. Because I remember when my kids were young, we were, we was, there was a lot of conversation like, God, we've raised these kids to go to adults and ask for help. And they feel so comfortable coming to us as a, as a resource. They just didn't respect us as anything, <laughs> anything much of anything other than something yeah. to help them. Yes. And so the idea of, you know, somebody being a, a higher status of any type for any reason that is so doesn't true. really register for them. A hundred percent. That yeah. and the expert culture has been well, that's all part of that, diminished. Right? Yes. Yeah. Because the idea that you can read something on Wikipedia and now you're an expert. Right. Versus having years of schooling like a Dr. Drew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. We, the, my peers have begun uh, putting a thing up, frame thing in their exam rooms. They point at it and it says, do not confuse your Google search with my medical training. <laughs> right. Because the experience yes. of treating things in reality is very different than 
what we learned by the end of second year medical school, which is what you get off Google. Not yeah, the never the six to ten years after that is really with the applied knowledge that gives you the skill. Of course, and they got they don't understand that. They so, but most importantly, what's wrong with Nadav? So, so Nadav will be in here next. I think probably be the next podcast. I am so excited. And what do you think? I have so many thoughts on him. I now let's I, make sure everybody knows who Nadav is. He's he is provides yeah. us with the laughter behind the scenes. Yes. You see him on the cutaways. I'm sure they're cutting away to him now, and uh, he is he is a he's a, a critical ingredient in this oh this this empire you guys he's have. He's the producer, the the blue band. But more than that, he's he's yes. he establishes the culture, right? Because yes. he's yes. he's the, when comedians come in here, they're like, oh my god, they're like literally like oh, somebody's laughing at my jokes. This is so great. I'm like, yeah. that's enough. Yes. So what's wrong with him? <laughs> Well, why would, he choose, I, why would he choose to do this? Let's, I know. Well, well, who's in show business? First of all, you got to be there's there's a level of so some up. narcissism. Oh, there, I, so, yeah, of course. neglect. Your yep. parents didn't pay yeah, enough attention right, to right, you. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I also have a defined a level of self care for all our employee, our male employees. Uh, excuse me. I think um, you defined Chris, a deficiency in their health care. Yes, their yes. I like to rank them on who who cares the most. Now, I believe Chris, who's also sitting in there, has the highest level of self care. He cooks for himself at home. He looks clean. He showers. Gay, right? No. <laughs> he must be. No. Heterosexual. No. He brings his own. Yes. Come on. Yes. Cute. Very sweet. Um, any, There's no any... version of heterosexual that that's good. I know. That, 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 <laughs> he has to be gay. He just doesn't know you. it. He doesn't How know it yet. How, How dare, dare I? You're married you to one. Do you know what uh, I... Okay. A, are you a pig? You. Are you disgusting? In You're my own not. way. In my own way. What do you way. do that's gross? Uh, you You're have to, not you, gross. You'd have to ask my wife. Oh yeah, come You're on. You're so clean looking. Uh, but I'm still gross. I'm a do male. You, do you poop in front I'm of heterosexual her? Heterosexual mission, whatever. You do a door open? I prefer door. not. Yeah. But I don't care. What's the grossest thing you do alone? Just that, be honest. Alone? Do you look at the paper when you wipe? Sure. Do you yeah. pick your nose? Mm. In the car, that's, that's bad. The that's the that's the worst. In the car, I keep thinking someone's gonna someone's gonna see me. I swear, a woman was laughing at me today on the way here. I swear because yeah. it, I mean, Adam once said he goes he goes I was going at myself so much I think I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. Can you give yourself an infection picking your nose? I'm you could. You, you could. I have. I think I have. You could give yourself a brain abscess because it's right. Your cavernous sinus is right behind there. Yeah, yeah, you got to be a little careful. What? Yeah, I'm sure somebody's done that. Fuck. I'm sure of it. Going at themselves real good. Okay. <laughs> the long fingernails. Oh, your fingernails God. are... That's, that's are, the okay. thing. I keep mine short for Just that. for that reason. Yeah. I get it. You to gotta, pick mine out? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to my, my theories. Okay, so he has the highest level of cleanliness. Chris, any has a poor diet. He poops once a week. He eats oh, I heard about that. Yeah, pop tarts. But, but, but the once a week doesn't bother me. It's the bad diet. Oh, crappy me. diet. But he's skinny, so yeah, he's yeah. got that on his side. Yeah, now, for now. For now. For now. Genetics will. Genetics will catch up to yeah, him. He's yeah, still yeah. in his early late twenties. Yeah. Nadav, mm. not sure what's going on there. I know. Nadav, when's the last time you cooked a meal for yourself? Ooh, say that. Uh huh. Um, where do you where do you what kind of foods do you eat like roast fast food stuff? Oh yeah, I'm keto, yeah. so a lot of hot wings, uh, a lot of burgers without buns. So you're doing that now? You, you I converted you to that? Uh, no, nah, like I've done it before. Okay. You know, it's um, working. You've lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, he looks thank great. You. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, yeah thank keto, you. keto works, man. It, it, it does. Yeah, it lets you eat garbage and you know still lose weight. Uh, you could do a little better than eating garbage. Am I reading that wrong? Yes. Yeah. But like, uh, I'm wondering what's how behind often that. should I'm, I have Wingstop in a week? Zero. Yeah. What is that? Just sodium? Well, but there's chicken meat, but then those the chicken skin is just full. 
It's not very keto, by the way. I mean, the, whoops. But where are you eating the ground beef from that you're not eating the buns? Like, where do you get uh, that from? Which... Oh, the uh, premium in and out. All right, that's good. That's yeah, not that's bad. Good. That's a little good. fat burger every now and then. Sometimes mm-hmm. I make my own. Uh, I don't, it's, it's, he's, he's blowing smoke right now. I'm going to get yeah. to him. He's, yeah. It's a smoke screen. Yeah, it, the, it the, is. The real stuff we're going to get to soon. Pot. He smokes a lot of pot. Oh. Right? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we into video games? We killing feelings with that a lot. Uh, not really. Not a huge okay. video game. Person. Chris is a gamer though. He's mm-hmm. he's into the video games. Okay. The one that does care for himself a lot. Not gay. Though. Not okay, gay. No. Just a video game. I'm trying to figure that. Maybe. Out. I don't know what Nadav's dating situation is like. He's very oh. secretive. Oh. That's gay. That's gay. Are you gay, Nadav? No, I'm not gay. <laughs> Are you, do you, do you? I am secretive though. But he has to date. He's secretive. But but he he is. Mom would kill herself if he didn't date Jewish girls, I suspect. <gasps> is that Am I right on that? <laughs> well, she should get ready then and say some last goodbyes because that is not something I do. But I don't he's, date he's, Jews. But isn't that true that he's you're... He's so anti-Semitic. He hates Jews. Really? Is that why he speaks Hebrew all the time? Yeah, I make him speak Hebrew for the countess. He's anti-Semitic. No, this, is gonna be fantastic. <laughs> this is fantastic. This no, is fantastic. No, he's not anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't, he doesn't like dating in the tribe. Okay, that's fine. I respect that. No, that I, listen, I don't date I, my tribe Hungarians. No, no. Never, mm. gross. Not interested. Really? Culturally, yeah, I'm just yeah, not yeah. there. I don't like it. Yeah. What's Tom again? He's half Peruvian, half American. Oh, that's I right, wanted the Peruvian American yeah, yeah, yeah. and some spice because American. I don't American, American Indian. No, American. He's American like, mean. USA. <laughs> mean? Yes, I know, but nobody's American except American Indians. Oh, is that right? Well, you know what I mean. I'm a foreigner, like I. Because I wasn't born here and my parents are such foreigners. Like, yeah. Do you still speak Hungarian? I know I always well. ask you this. Not well. Oh, nice so curse. Shame. I just can curse. Like what? Give me a good one. Kurva Ishtam Basamek. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. yeah. What are you, Pinsky or Polak? It's a real, no, it's it's close in that region. It's uh, Ukraine and Belarus. Same. Yeah. Which was this mad exodus at the beginning of the 20th century. Yeah. They just got out. Yeah. Everybody. You've got the suffering gene. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. Darkness. Yeah, yeah. Darkness. Do you get depressed? Are you ever? Well, so I was telling you, yeah. we were talking about Billy Joel before the, before the things heated Thumbs up. down. Well, no, I loved his music when in 1977 when it was <laughs> brand new, but I listened to it like a maniac as I descended into a profound <laughs> depression. <laughs> and now whenever I listen to that music, I, I'm literally, it just puts me back in that state. And it is not good. It is not bueno for me. Isn't that and funny how bands can be ruined for you that way? Yes. You, you listen to it for a certain era of your life and they're forever destroyed. But anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, yeah. so why were you so depressed? Uh, I was lost, lost, truly lost. And, I, mm. and uh, I'd left college because I decided I didn't want to be in medicine, pre-medicine anymore. And why was I going to this school in New England? And screw everybody. I'm doing everybody else's You left bidding. college? Left college. Uh, I was going to, I didn't know what I wanted to do, music, theater, I don't know. I was just screwing around. And the girlfriend I'd had since through high school, part of high school, and probably about three or four years at that point, was like left me and mistreated me. <gasps> and I felt, I just felt so lost. It was unbelievable. What's her name? First don't, name. Don't first do name. First no, name. Becky. Fucking no, Becky. <laughs> but, but, what a bitch. But, it, but as I've told you, I blame myself for being so clingy. You were a was, teenager. I know I was 19. But yeah. It, but, it, but I was You're a. supposed to be. But I was a depressed, anxious. Me too. Fucked up 19 year old. Yeah. It was so, not good. so Billy Joel was the depressive music. Billy Joel was the music I listened to while I descended into one of my depressions. <laughs> and, and, and part of the, of the thing, you know, that got me out, I, I was thinking about this lately. 
is developing a purpose and an identity. Like oh, like medicine gave me a purpose and the yes. training and it, and it felt right and good. It was always getting feeling better and I really did a lot for me. Well, I think so, you, that's a good point having purpose and also the discipline to follow structure. through well, and I, stick with yeah, something. Yeah, I could do that. I, but I I've, was interesting. Part of the reason I, I left, I think, is because I started in pre-med. I did very well, but I was like, these people are brilliant. I am not brilliant. Yeah. I, I can't compete with this. I had to kill myself to get the grades I got. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that for four years. I can't do it. can't keep it up. Left, screwed around for a year and a half or something. And when I came back and got back at the sciences again, I could do it all of a sudden. And Why? not just do it. I think the male brain, for one thing. I think the mm. male brain has got to get past into the into their twenties before it's like <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's, I mean, it's, it's a maturity thing. It, it's right? the ability to focus and contain and regulate mm. your emotions. It's it, hormonal. You guys just have to calm so much those it, years. It's just this stuff. You just floating. left school just, and you just jizzed <laughs> everywhere and then you came back. <laughs> did you bust there, nuts that year? There was the, white everywhere. Yeah, just, where did you go? To Europe? No, I lived at home. I lived at home. Oh, it was terrible. No. It was oh, horrible. Home's horrible. the worst. Yeah, it was just the, the worst experience. The worst, deepest, darkest depression ever. <laughs> and uh, and uh, let me think. I kind of remember the chronology of all this. Oh, and then when I came back to school, I started getting, I still hadn't decided to do medicine yet. I just wanted to get back to New England because I went to SC for a semester. Yeah. And I was taking hard classes and the, and I thought, you know, I was working away. And all of a sudden, after my first paper, the professor or the t- whoever was teaching the class calls me in and goes, uh, I thought, oh, shit, here we go. And he goes, uh, this is an incredible paper. He goes, where, where's your life? And I thought, oh, fuck, I'm a B minus student at Amherst College. I am not an A student. This is not good. <laughs> I need to get back to New England where I'm in my appropriate sort of wow. alignment <laughs> where I can tr- try to really keep up with these people that are really smart. And then when I was in New England, I this one's not supposed to be my interview, but that gets too bad. Um, one because cave. you're interesting. Anyway, Listen, I've been listening to you. I've been listening to you for years, but I don't know you. Okay, really. so, I want to so hear you say let's this shit. So does everybody who's right, known you for let's years. Yeah. Uh, and um, then I started having panic attacks when I was mm. back there. And uh, at Amherst. Yeah, yeah, and really, and then got depressed again. Mm. Although I was a lot better, I still wasn't right. And that was when I was like, again, struggling. What? Who am I? What do I want to do? I was like, maybe that science stuff is something I'd consider. Because before mm. I was like, Imp- that's not me, not me. I refuse to accept any of that. And I just thought about it one day. And just thinking about doing it again was like, oh, that feels better. It, isn't that interesting? Literally. Following your feelings yeah. on things, that just feels good. I- immediately. And when I was you, like, yeah. yeah, I'm not, like that would be okay. Because I, I need that structure. I like that discipline. I could do it, I think. But oh man, I'm going to have to get my shit together and work very hard. Because now I had two years left to do mm-hmm. all pre-med. So I went to summer school and stuff, did the whole thing. and uh, But I, even spite of taking it a ridiculous load, in terms of I had to catch up, you know, I had to be doing multiple science courses and math or whatever, um, I could do it all of a sudden. Not only had I found a renewed commitment to it, and it was mine and I owned it, but I think my brain had matured to the point that I could tolerate that kind of work. Interesting. I, I really don't think, the male brain is at 19. Oh, it's, they're practically, you know, they're, you know. TikToks. They're not really yes. people. Like I remember dating. I would have been all over TikTok. TikToks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I remember being that age and I'm I'm wired for monogamy. I'm mm-hmm. not wired for dating. Mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of 
thing that's like I can just bang dudes and I'm not a hooker. I don't, hooker I don't think many people are in reality. Oh. I, no, not many people are. And but I think they try to be and they pretend they're not. They dissociate themselves from their feelings. Oh. And then kind of move, learn to tolerate their feelings is literally what they do. Yeah, because hookup culture for me it was, I don't like it. I don't like. I, don't, I liked dating though. Like just getting to know somebody. I love that. Oh, that's I, I fine. just loved. Well, you're good at chit chat. You're yeah, good at I just liked talking. it. I, yeah. I like that. I thought that was fun. I don't like the courting. It makes me so nervous. I don't, I don't like yeah, see, that. I never thought of it as courting. <sighs> Once I got, this is now later. I'm already like a resident or something. I just thought of it as hanging out with people. You yeah, know, it, was, it was fun. Well, that's good. Yeah. What was so I going to talk about? What the fuck? You were saying? asking me more questions about my horrible depression. Yeah, and, I can't see you yeah. as depressed. Well, that's it's, so it's interesting. Oh, oh, I was going to say, do you really think, so you think your brain was just not formed yet? Because you could yeah. keep up. You're, I'm sure your peers were not they, oh, no, so I was in, much smarter than but you. But I was in an environment of like ridiculously smart people. Isn't and, that and the that, worst? It's the worst, but it's also the best. It makes you, yes. you know, perform at a certain level. Of course. And these guys, but, but as a younger person... I'm, no. Yeah, yeah that's rather. what that's what I was gonna say. Sorry, it's a nineteen-year-old boys. I remember being like, "Ugh, you guys are dopes," you know. And, and then men don't get good until they're like twenty-eight. I would say that's exactly what I told my daughter. Yeah. I told her I told they should be in cages until they're twenty-eight. Yeah. And she goes, "I always remember you told me put them in a cage until they're twenty-eight. I'm like, I, "It's true. It's true. I should have been caged." Yeah. Yeah. I Why agree. they didn't do that? I, I blame blame society. I know for so, not caging us. So how how old are you when you graduate Ugh. from med school? 24 25 that is so young yeah bananas and then at that point you do what your residency residency Zooming. so where did Zooming. you do that in la that yeah. was in la yeah. it was at an sc institutions back towards in huntington in the big county at the time and where do you and that do you, goddamn big county if somebody had walked me in there and said you're gonna spend a couple hours here i'd go eh, new school <laughs> I lived there for about six years. And I mean, I spent ridiculous hours. Isn't that time. when they do like crazy hours for you guys? Yep. You're, we did. We used to. Uh, why we, do we they need, do that to Because you, you need to do that. Why? I, because you need... I, it was one of the most important experiences of my life. Wow. And, and I, I, it's funny we're having this conversation. I hope this is not boring for people, but I feel boring. I'm not boring. So, all right. So if you're not good. Um, no, no, no. This is great. All right. Yeah. So, so I was... Um, for people that don't know, when you do your residency, they do crazy hours for these yeah. students. It's where, you, it's where you become the specialist in whatever you're, where you become a general surgeon, become an internist, and then you can become a cardiologist. You know, it's, it's your real training. It's really you where you're going. And became a proctologist. Right? Internal medicine. Uh, That's plenty, a Worked doctor. with plenty of brown. Plenty of brown. Yeah, what but, was that but, like the first? So, okay, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm interrupting. Go, 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 go. So, so you're, you're, you're going to ask for the brown next. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, what the hell was I saying? You're doing your residency. your residency and so many hours, but you said you have to do it. You absolutely oh, have I was to do it I was way. I gave a big talk in Las Vegas uh, earlier in the week, and uh, this woman who's a physiatrist came up to me and I don't even know what that is. It's a it's physical medicine, like like rehabbing people from strokes and things like that. Jesus. It's a very good discipline. It's very yeah. cool, and uh, and she goes, uh, yeah, how'd you how'd you get into all this? And I sort of told the story, and and she's like, well, how? How did you know to I do? I just try stuff. I just somebody would say you want to do this. I, you guys come to me and say let's do an after show. How much did I think about that? And it's right. like okay, let's try it. Why let's not? try stuff. Let's do stuff. And she goes, oh, you're not afraid of anything. And I go, well, that doesn't describe me to myself. <laughs> However, I thought to myself, I thought you know the way we used to be trained. I mean, I told her I said the first time I was in an ICU for. I, my I, I did pediatric. I can I can remember my my training in medical school and residency almost every day. 
Mm. I, it's, it was it was like so vivid and so intense for me that I could definitely tell you week to week what I was doing. So I did pediatrics and I did gynecology and then I did uh, neurosurgery. Jesus and the, and the first Christ. so hold on and so the first day we're in, in neurosurgical ICU and the, it's like six in the morning and the neurosurgical resident goes. There's like 12 patients or 14 patients. He goes, that one needs a swan, A-line, ventriculostomy, trach, vent, swan, A-line, swan. Uh, this is going to central line. And uh, I'm going to be in surgery till 8 o'clock tonight. Get that all done. I'll talk to you then. I did not know <laughs> the words that had come out of his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. There was an intern and two medical students, and we had to do all those procedures that day. And after that day, I could handle like anything. Yeah. What's well, <laughs> a was, swan? Swan is a is a you put a line in under the at that time we did it under the clavicle you can also do it in the internal jugular vein and you put a huge little to pipe in and you feed a long wire okay. down the pipe I'm into good. the heart Thank you. to read the pressures inside I'm the heart throw up. in the pulmonary artery How do you artery. do that to a human being how do you do had you worked with cadavers yes, at that yeah, point yeah. we so knew all the anatomy and stuff we knew everything but but, but you would never done a procedure like to that a human and that human's awake during oh no that? neurosurgical icu they're all everyone's in coma everyone's, everyone's in coma comas comas and on breathing machines everybody. everybody so the first day the first day you walk in there that was the first day in the big hospital it's that, that giant old building that is at sc now you know that la county hospital I'm it's no longer there, the hospital but it was the hospital at the time yeah and do you just shit your pants like trying to touch your first patient what's oh, that like I mean, uh you're cast in you're going so fast that it's you don't you have time to even i remember first things like the first time i saw a resident tell somebody that somebody was brain dead and, and and i had notes you know i didn't think he did it well so you learn you learn <laughs> you learn i didn't tell what were him your notes? but but i didn't i adjusted my own self when i came yeah. down for me to do that you know i was different so how do you tell somebody that their loved one is you, brain dead? you attune to them you acknowledge where they're at and how much pain they're in and how awful this is but i have something that's simply the, the, the just this is just the way it is right now so, Fuck. Yeah. okay so and that's you, you sort of blurt out and you go do you have any questions you stay with them you blurt it out you, you just, just kind of you just gotta let it go yeah you gotta rip the band-aid yeah. yeah. um so but, the, but i always try to set it up his thing was he sort of looked up and he was aloof and stuff. And I thought, no way, man. You get in, you go, this is horrible. I wish there was more I could do. But unfortunately, boom, that's it. God damn it. Did a lot of that. Internal okay. medicine, you don't realize that's where people go to die. When, because all the specialists only want to do stuff when they can do things. And when oh. they're done, they hand them back to us. Ruse. And, and surgeons will say things like, we got it all. Which is never true when you have cancer. Oh, God. Never. Don't tell me that. What do you mean it's never true? It's just never true. I mean, it can be true. I mean, rarely, rarely, rarely. But cancer, solid tumors, once you have one, it's it's everywhere. You can get the solid tumor out, but it's spread. Oh, my. I mean, how do you I'm, deal with... So how do you deal with knowing this much about the human body and... you get you, At the beginning, it freaks you out. You think you have everything. For sure. And, and then you start getting judgment perspective later, after about four or five years... And then you just get uh, grateful that you live to the next day. Yeah. Because you don't understand how much shit there is there waiting for you. I kind of, I'm getting a picture. So, <laughs> like, so you're just aware of the imminence of your mortality, like the imminence you just, of death. The, the, you're aware of the biological reality. And yeah. people don't like to believe they're biological. No, I've and, heard you say this before on Loveline yeah. many years ago, that people yeah. don't like to accept that they are biological beings that break down. You've that, said that, that before. It's not even breakdown is, is almost too too convenient a way to say it it's it's biology is infinitely complex shit happens the fact that it doesn't is the miracle that's what i and, think and, too yeah and 
in when I originally got involved in Loveline, it was because it was an accident, right? I came up there, just, it was an accident that I got involved with the show. But I was like, oh my God, no one's talking to these young people about this thing that's coming. We were just starting to call AIDS. Mm. We, were ju- we went from grids to AIDS right about six months before. And I was seeing shit tons of them. Mm. And I was like, and these kids don't seem to understand that this is coming and this is real and you need to use a condom. So I thought, hey, can I come back? And I just kept coming back every week. That was what motivated me to stay with it. Isn't that amazing? No, mm. I just read something that there's supposedly uh, a cure for AIDS, HIV coming. Or there's some things coming that something. are pretty exciting. A lot of exciting stuff. It, it, in the history of medicine, there's never been anything close to HIV and AIDS, ever. It took us a thousand years to figure out what caused syphilis. H- <laughs> HIV, yeah. Oh my God, or, that's bacterial, yeah. isn't it? Well, we didn't know what bacteria were until, yeah. you know, until Pasteur, and then we didn't have antibiotics until the 50s, right? It's like, we couldn't do anything with anything. And, uh, and, this is here as a new illness shows up within 10 years they figure out the epidemiology 15 years you've got a causative agent 20 years you have some treatments 25 years you have complete control of the disease into a chronic state i mean it's never in never in the history of medicine has anything like that ever happened are we going to do that with cancer what's going on cancer, the problem with cancer is too many different illnesses right right each one is a different illness um, I, I'm very involved in the prostate cancer stuff right now, and and we're we're if I were back in training, I'd become an oncologist. Really, it's really exciting. Yeah, why very so? Exci- Tell me what's because going when on. I was in training, oncology was like, why would you do that? Fuck well, that. You can't do shit. Well, for those who are not knowing, and oncology is the cancer, cancer treatment. Now it's exciting. You can do a lot with a lot. Really? Oh my God, it's a lot to be done. Well, yeah. my mother had cancer and uh, lymphoma, and I remember they just blast you full of chemicals. That's what chemo is, right? They blast you full of poison. And well, but now, that... now it's it's all very individualized, and there's oh. a lot of very cool. I mean, you can literally. I mean, your the tumor has to have some sort of mechanism in it that prevents your immune system from seeing it. Well, now we know how to attack that. We know how to talk, attack a lot of things that go on with the genetics. It, it's really very exciting. In the next oh. ten years, is going to be crazy. Crazy stuff. What What's your biggest regret in life? Uh, uh, no, no, biggest regret. God, I'm sure I have. Oh, my big regret I have is that I waited eight years to marry my wife. That was I say the same thing about Tom that I wish I had married him sooner. That's my only regret is yeah. that I hadn't married that, and that I never lived in New York City. I should have lived in New York City in my twenties. Mm. That would have been I. I could have I that regret have done too, that. but it didn't fit. I wanted to do that. Yeah, it didn't fit. I'm trying to make up for that now. I'm spending a lot of time in New York. Yeah, but but, but better I, to do I, it older and with money. I think. Oh, you regret that. <laughs> but back then in the seventies, who gave a shit? Right. So, but um, it it. You watch the Deuce. No, it's depressing. I couldn't. So I couldn't good. hang so, in there. So much that show the, that takes, make, brings it to life, but um, yeah, I was just. I always thought marriage was uh, a bad thing. Me too. I thought it was like you have fun, you get married, you die. Same. And so the it, and now to understand that it's been this great thing, now I feel guilty. I, I didn't know. Such an asshole. Me too. I thought it would be miserable, uh, like my parents, because they hate miserable each like other. My parents. Exactly. Same when did thing. you start therapy? Like, when did you start getting better? I did. I did therapy in college when I was having the panic attacks, mm. and I had shitty therapy, really shitty. <laughs> uh, re- and then my dad got involved in my care, and my <gasps> uncle, who was a psychiatrist, they fucking never should have been involved, and they're like just mismanaging the shit out of me mm-hmm. and uh and then i came when i my junior year in college though i found a pretty good therapist and he was okay and he was big on just getting me out 
like getting me out of his office, like getting me, God. you know, he just, he, it was that sort of a, it's kind of the way it is today, right? You want people to like get, get your symptoms under control and he was trying to empower me to put my legs under me and stuff. And, and he did a pretty good job of that, but I still had many, many, many issues. So when one of our kids, Douglas had brain surgery when he was one, imagine we had triplets and then one having brain surgery no, at one. I thank God every day that my problems so, are small with my so children. So he needed a brain surgery at one. Now he's in law school and blah, blah, blah. Everything's great. But at one, he needed a brain surgery and my anxiety went out of control evidently. And I, not, I, I was not even aware of it. And Susan called me one day, I was at the hospital working and she goes, you need to see a therapist. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I really want to do that. I keep planning on it. It's something I'm going to do, find time to do. And she goes, I, you need, like it stopped me in my track. What, what like, was I got the a symptoms? Cold, I got, whatever it was, it was driving her crazy. Were you OCD? Did it I, Who knows? I, I, was on, I was spinning, sort yeah. of. And I literally, a cold chill went down my spine. I, mm. She stopped me, like, like I froze in place. And I went, okay, I'm calling somebody immediately. And I did. And that was it. I, and I went to therapy for 11 years and it was the greatest thing I ever did. Yeah, and, you seem uh, so happy. I am so much better. I don't have all that anxiety and stuff. It's no. all regulated. No. I'm more effective as a person and as a, as a practitioner and things. Really helped me work with drug addicts. Oh my God. Well, that's probably why you have the, the wisp, the shenan, the shinin with the, is that what it's called? The, you're like the drug addict whisperer. Oh, the whisperer. Yeah, yeah you've yeah, got yeah. that talent. I can, I can bring them into the frame of closeness, which is something I'm really, really yes. familiar with from having been a patient for so many years. You know, yeah. I'm really good at being a patient, really good at being a therapist and, and creating yes. holding environments for, for people. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's quite a thing. I'm very, I'm very privileged and honored to have that skill. Yes, very few people can do that. Establish no. trust. Fast, uh, that fast, takes a long fast. time. Yeah, to be able to bring people in and make them feel felt and held. That's, that's a thing. And um, yeah, so my stuff's all regulated and sort of much, much better. How do you regulate? Is that but also I'm connected to feelings? I was disconnected yeah, from me feelings. Too. Are you that's disconnected? A tough one. Yeah. Well, I, I'm be, better be, now because better. yeah, because I didn't have connected mirroring or any yeah. sort of rapprochement, sure. nothing, sure. zero. Zero, me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was left with my <laughs> primary emotions disconnected from everything and just trying to keep everybody in the world from yelling at me and patched together, right? Yeah. So that's the codependency. Yeah. And, and then- That's, that's exhausting and then, too. And then, well, then just anxiety because my feelings were not connected in any way. Yeah. Very unpleasant. Ugh. What was your mom like? Um. Joan Crawford looks like a lightweight. Right. It's borderline. Mixed, like a mixed disorder of some interesting type. Nothing. I've, I've only seen a couple of patients like that. And I've only, I have only heard yelling, like the yelling I received in the locked ward at the psychiatric hospital. Wow. I, I, I kid you not. I was like, oh, that's, oh, there is that <laughs> sound. <familiar. laughs> it feels like home. Mm, it's like bird song. Yeah. So, when, so it so wasn't borderline. It was some mixed disorder or something something else and what was yeah. your dad like nice guy you know uh uh hard you know a poor kid from chicago he can't believe he's living the life he's leading but a really diligent doctor and stuff mm. uh away from home a lot but oh. did, didn't really understand what she was all about i mean sort of contained her but didn't really realize what was going on and were you an only child no i had a sister but i got all the the good stuff oh god you know, somebody gets the bad you were, oh, she, you were the bad kid and yeah. your sister was the good. Yeah. She divided you guys yeah. that way. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What a nightmare. <sighs> and now you help people, which is. But I'm grateful for everything, you know, in the long run. I, I, it's not okay. None of it's okay. But I have 
forgiveness and gratitude and all that good stuff. And, yeah. And, and you've know. had a wonderful life and yeah. a happy marriage and great yeah. kids and a yeah. great career. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Made you a successful person when you think about it. I suppose so. I suppose so. <laughs> Yeah, well, it would I mean, have been nice to have a caretaking at some point. Yeah, in my yeah, life, yeah. Well, that like, would be neat. That would be something. Someone who loved you unconditionally. <laughs> What's weird. that all about? Just not even unconditionally. I, yeah. I don't mind conditions. Yeah, Just right. Any any evidence <laughs> of some sort of caretaking <laughs> would have been awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> or just a lady who made cookies for you every now and then. What? And now back to the show. All right, look, we got a TikTok for you. Oh, I'm so excited! Yes, I love this these. is a, this is some TikToks that I found for you. <laughs> Thank that you. That a friend exposed me to. Of uh, it's it's essentially a genre of TikTok, oh. which is young males who are have their heart broken by women or are calling women a holes and c's and all that good stuff. <laughs> but this particular case is somebody who she broke his heart. Yeah, he's leaving a long, heartfelt, tearful voice message oh, God. and she's dancing to it oh goodness <laughs> so okay go. oh god i tried all day to talk to you about this and you just blowing me off i'm telling you the truth i'm telling you all this and you still don't trust me i'm sorry i went off on you i don't even know what to do like i'm doing everything i can to make <laughs> that is fucking dark. don't you like it dark and i love there it there we I'm go so glad I'm you're on board <laughs> Oh, I brought you to my side of the force. Well, well, I, more, I can't believe more. you're sending me these. I'm a fucking person that actually cares about me and pushes me in the right direction. Mm. Without you, I'm just going to go back to fucking hell. <laughs> oh I'm not God. forcing you to stay with me, though. <laughs> it's she's, like performance art. It's really amazing. She's She is Beelzebub, man. Yeah. Oh, here's, a, here's another one. Well, did he cheat on her? Whenever the you want to wear it and act like that shit's not disrespectful at all. I'm not dating someone who's got every fucking dude at the school looking at her. <laughs> you want to do that? Don't fucking be with me. <laughs> you have to watch the YouTube now. You want, I don't care. I do not care where you are. You need to watch this show on YouTube. You have to see the visuals on this. This is uncanny this is this is too much well i think these so that girl i, I read that one that the guy was upset with what she was wearing to school with right. the leggings she wore so right. that one was justified yes and and, like, and, and i have a suspicion the first one was a guy that was like to, like domestic abuse oh my like, goodness like it was probably. probably physical abuse or something and that, that's how they <laughs> behave when they try to get him back which oh. Is like, oh i love you it's because i love you so much it'll never happen again that's the cycle of abuse right Ugh. and she's she's i don't know them i don't know anything but you know, but it's that's how that happens typically, and so maybe she's mm. had enough, and she's dancing her way, dancing, dancing, dancing in heaven. <laughs> what, what's that? Dancing <laughs> in heaven, I never thought <laughs> right. I'd get my feet this far. That is a uh, pretty amazing, so amazing. We I have like another that. clip for you. Yes. It's called Prison Cooking. Yeah, 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 yeah. This okay. is one I've curated. Tell I, us, tell me about it. I'm fascinated. We had Danny Brown on the show a while back, and he spent some time in jail, and um, he told us how to cook a lot of jail food like 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 prison uh, <laughs> wine and stuff yeah, yeah and it all starts with crunching up cheetos and, okay, and yeah. hot doritos or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it's always Spitting like them back out yeah crunch them yeah. up roll it up in a thing <sighs> so this guy oh uh, we found gosh. this one so prison food here we yeah. go ready to do my famous cooking today you know what i mean this is what we do we make the fire bombs right here you know what i'm saying we use all this toilet paper you know and then we're gonna make a little fire that's gonna cook and roast, you know what I mean? The summer sausage. This is called prison cuisine, and this is how we cook, and this is how we get out of there. 
Yes, like yes. Uh-oh. Oh, what is that? That's summer out. sausage. And notice why I made all the little cuts in it right there. See the cuts? That's the way it's going to cook inside real good. I'm fearful that you cut one. that off somebody. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know. How did he get the summer yeah, sausage? I mean, if really... he's got it, why can't they cook it in the kitchen? I don't know. Watch this. Oh. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Follow me over here. Bam, I'm gonna light the bomb up. See that? It's amazing. Sit it right there at the end right here. Light it up. And we got it. See that? This dude is a that's genius. Yeah, that's you know what, what I said. said. I always wonder how man invented fire and how they came up with cooking food and stuff. When necessity calls, men figure it out. A hundred percent. And I the, love this the, guy. I do too. The resourcefulness involved. Yeah. You know, now I'm gonna take this gonna take about like five Three or four minutes, you know what I'm saying? Then it's going to be nice and blackened. And I'm going to have blackened summer sausage for, you know, so what I'm going to plan to eat today. Just TikTok and shenanigans, man. So woke, you know how we do It's woke. <laughs> woke so talking to well. you. So it's a, it's a blood battle cry. Oh, you don't okay, want to repeat okay. that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Don't repeat it. Sorry, sorry. Just put okay. a ban on Suwu. Okay. Now he does do it by the toilet, which leads me to believe that's a tad unsanitary to cook your food. Next Stop it. It's a metal toilet. First oh. of all, what's it going to do on the porcelain where all the Pseudomonas <laughs> lives? It, it, it's just where the E. coli hang out. And <laughs> and it's fire. It's, on, it's hot. It's, it's, it gets okay. rid of it. And okay. it kills the bacteria. It's right here, you know what I'm saying? And how it's blackened and nice and blackened and chocolate. When it's cooked, almost good, too really. black, though. You see, it's no, nice and black. And it's too I like dark. It. You like it that dark? <laughs> well, I, I just imagine that nice crust yeah, on that would be nice. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, if he gets in trouble with the fame, he just knocks it into the toilet, right? That's what I was thinking. The utility yeah. in that yeah. is genius. I mean, the yeah, whole it's, thing. It's definitely not a non-prison toilet, though. That is a prison toilet. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Let's just take a good look at that. Yeah, there's no mm. lid. No, it's all metal. Uh, yeah, it's good. I like that. Thank yeah, you for sharing. You're it's welcome. Good. I was it's, thinking I, you could do that at your house. I could. <laughs> I, I I will do that. I actually had a question. Oh yeah. Um. So you know, it's, it's on the diet, Nadav. <laughs> yeah, on that, the is, keto. that is keto. Summer sausage. Blackened summer sausage is definitely keto. <laughs> Toilet sausage. Um. So I was wondering, you know, these pris these these prisoners are coming up with really intuitive ways to, you know, cook all this stuff. Yeah. Um, you've dealt with a lot of addiction and rehabs. Have you seen people in rehab be this creative with? Oh, you can't even imagine what they come up with, with, the, with where they where they steal drugs and hide drugs and how they, I mean, I mean, we're always like, fucking, they're magicians. How do they do it? Where they find ways to have sex with each other without it was just it's just beyond. I, I I can't think of any stories off the top of my head, but we were always like, oh my god, where yeah. do people hide the drugs? Vagina. Vaginas Bot holes. A, a, your favorite spots. Those are good. Favorite. So do you, uh, when you admit vomit people. Vomit things back up again. You no, know. thanks. When you admit um, people, do you check their anuses and their vaginas? We don't. Oh, so that's like an easy peasy it's an spot. Easy, I know. Especially the vag. I know. But you have to wrap it in plastic, I'm assuming. Otherwise, your body will absorb Condoms. Them. Condoms. Kind of yeah. Oh. And the people have died doing that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or sure. people have died swallowing too much cocaine and eats their stomach and stuff. Yeah. So they'll swallow a bag of condoms of drugs and then vomit them up once yeah, they get sure, into rehab. Sure, why not? Can you choke? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but you gotta have your drugs, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> and but but it will be you know things they hide the multiple stages and staging and hiding and intrigue and how they find the way to get away from us and find these things and hide them over the fence and. Oh my God, so much just, energy spent so, oh. hiding and I mean, why are you, concealing. My, my thing is, why do you come to treatment? Don't come yeah. to treatment, it's fine. You're or if you ready, put that energy towards getting better. I, I will tell you, all that, none of that shocks me. That's why I don't really remember any stories. Yes. Just, but what, what would shock me is when the families 
who put them in treatment and are screaming about everything, then bring them drugs. Are you kidding? Happens more than I can count. Oh my it, God. It's every time I'm like, huh, I'm just, it takes my breath away. You're yeah. like, really? What's the weirdest thing you've seen somebody addicted to? Like I've seen on television, mm. eating, my strange addiction. Have you seen yeah, that show? Yeah, yeah, but I don't see that kind of stuff that much. They don't, they're eating like cushion foam. Yeah, I mean, I've seen all that stuff through the show. Most of that's like weird OCD stuff. OCDs. Yeah, what about drinking gasoline? I'm not seeing it. Not seeing, I no, saw some girl that showed drinking gasoline. <laughs> it was really bad. We have somebody that drinks urine on this show. Oh, we do? Who what? drinks pee? You haven't shared urine this with therapy? Christina? Is this urine therapy, lady? Oh, yeah, Rain Florence. Oh, we've seen Rain. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, Huge you know fan. Rain. He, I'm familiar with and her then, work. And then the guy that, that squirts into people's mouths, we have that one too. <coughs> Squirting. Um, which oh, one? the the piss play porn. The... Oh, that was, that okay, was okay. a funny yeah, one. Okay. Yeah. Sam's pool party. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a fun one. I like that one. <laughs> you can't eat poo though, right? Like when you they can't. do those scat oh. things. Yes, I mean, can. people do, but you're not supposed to. Like what are the repercussions? No, Christina, you're not supposed to. So, so... You shouldn't eat your poo, Christina. I've heard. I've the, heard. the Hungarian wood elf will come and punish you if you eat your poo. This is the next t-shirt. But <laughs> so, we just found the next shirt. Um, yes. You shouldn't eat your poo. But. What can happen I, if you do? I had a patient who did that routinely. Yeah, that's what I'm going to ask. It's, yeah. it's got a name. It's called coprophagia. <laughs> <laughs> and his name was Woodrow. And Woodrow had severe autism. Uh, and they brought him to us in kidney failure. Aww. And Woodrow was in kidney failure because he had lithium toxicity. And no one could figure out how he got <laughs> lithium toxicity and shut his kidneys down. Well, guess where lithium is excreted? Not in the urine, not by the liver, <laughs> in the poo. <laughs> so, and he was just eating his brown. He would. They knew he played with his brown because he would finger paint oh, regularly with it. Oh, for fuck's sake! Then keep him away from his shit. And he, he was, he was a large young man oh. with severe autism, oh. and he would just sit and do this all day. <laughs> he was wonderful, and uh, and uh, he ate his poo. He had coprophagia mm -hmm. and developed kidney failure because the lithium, which was was helping with some of the behavior stuff. Uh, what's the matter, Christina? I'm sorry. I just can't even imagine the taste. If it smells bad, it's got it. Have you tasted poo before? No, can't say I have. Yeah. Have you? No, no. Oh, I've no. had it on my hands changing I, I like diapers. The way, I like the way you ask me <laughs> and then when I ask you, like, how dare you? No. <laughs> but I've had poo with, you know, yeah. three sets of yeah. diapers going. Yes. Poo yeah. always. I mean, I've every, poo. I had it daily. An hour yeah. ago, I All shit on my place. hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, here's our favorite. No, thank you. What's going I, on here? I, uh. It's hard to Fetish. know. I, yeah. This is Drew's favorite. It's my favorite. I aired it at uh, Caroline's. We did the live <laughs> podcast there. We had a few walk-ins. Yeah. Did not appreciate this. <laughs> a few walk-outs. <laughs> did really? Yeah. I literally yeah. got like physically like, sure. like um, wanted to like fight. Sure. <laughs> How dare I mean, you show this in public? It would public. enrage me if I were not expecting. Wait, and, what about Jeff the Vomit Guy on the Stern Show? Why does he yeah. like that? What's that about? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know him. I don't know much about him. I don't him. know him either, but, but he, he enjoys seeing people vomiting. vomiting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how I, I just have this notion that during particularly fundamental developmental windows, we have these, some vulnerabilities. And if something intense happens to us and there's some intense image or intense connection with somebody or something or some part of somebody on those same, t in that same frame, it, 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 it sticks, huh? yeah. Mm -hmm. It's sort of trauma meets 
meets Skinnerian reinforcements. Skinnerians. Skinner. 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 BF Skinner. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. That was deep in the mom vault yeah, brain. Yes. <laughs> Good job. I had to pull that from college. You did it. Did it. <laughs> you ever heard of the case of the, the superstitious pigeon? No. I accuse my wife of being this all the time, <laughs> which, is, which is you can train pigeons to do various dances and maneuvers to get a reward. A piece of corn mm. comes down, right? And so after you train these pigeons various different rewards, <laughs> you start sending the corn down randomly mm. with no, no association no. Oh. with anything the pigeon's doing. Well, the pigeons then develop elaborate behaviors that they keep repeating because they think that it's somehow affecting the corn coming down. What kind of elaborate behaviors? They, you know, step. They'll do multiple steps and packs and things that they <laughs> used to get rewarded for. Aww. Now they'll put them all together in very elaborate That's ways. Fun. But would keep trying to figure it out because the corn would come down and then not come down and then come down <laughs> randomly. And if they got randomly reinforced, then those behaviors would really stick. Oh. So think about how humans do this all the time. Yes. We're always trying to figure stuff out and what we're doing that's causing something. And we. That's so true. Yeah. Well, yeah. like the like thing on Instagram, they're testing now to take away the like system. I know. And people are really bent out of shape about it. Like, how will I know what I'm doing? Is it okay? <laughs> Seeking lost. approval. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we put things on the internet for a long time without approval or disapproval measuring. Exactly. And why do you need to know? I never. Speaking of need to know, uh, what are white girls in bloods? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Gosh, this one's really a heavy hitter on our show. Okay. Uh, this you, something on your on YMH you've not shared with me till now. I'm, I'm really sort of mad. Oh. Well, you you, you Just... normally sh are very liberal with your sharing of your <laughs> of the things you appreciate, and I'm feeling a little left out by this. <laughs> Just so to go. go ahead and get yeah. In the while we're before we watch this, yeah. Nadav, while we're doing this, look up Nikki Glazer's <laughs> tweet that I responded to about uh, her. Let's talk about Nikki Glazer too. Hypersexual these days. Yeah, post she has pre, uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Just look up the tweet for that. Put it, maybe put it up on the screen if you can Jeez, find it. Louise. Yeah. I know nobody don't want to hear this shit, but things about to go down on Vine Street. We need all the bloods, all the cribs, whatever. It's whatever, what it whatever it is. Whatever it is. We need, we need all of y'all. We need all of the, mo we need everybody that can help us because I got taken last night. My fucking rib hurts okay. because I got jumped. And my brother last night got jumped too. And mom, I told them to take me back to my husband right here. They didn't do it. They brought me back around six o'clock in the fucking morning. Is that a giant piercing in her tongue that's yes, flopping around there? Yes, it is so distracting. Yes, it is. It's so nice. So she and her husband, her husband wants retribution. Is that what we're talking about? Some, she wants retribution. They're calling on all the gangbangers. Does something she happen? Does this pay off in night. some way? Yeah. Oh, okay, here but we go. You keep following. Uh. Hey, <laughs> this is Josh. If anybody knows Cam, tell him his bitch ass has got something coming for him. Because I'm not going to motherfucking... Fuck with his damn bullshit. If anybody knows Camp, you better send him a message. Tell them that Jar said he's got something coming. Well, now I'm all interested. He's got some yeah. weight on him. Right? So I'm tell him to bring his bitch <clears> ass on. Motherfucking money stealing bitch. Like Josh is here now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> What's wrong with Josh? Uh, TikTok. Yeah, a little too many TikToks. Not bright. Uh, Just not bright. Uh, fetal alcohol syndrome, maybe. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah. not supposed to laugh at that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, alcohol. A little bit. But here's the interesting part. Oh, there's more? Uh, well, it's... Tell them right up in the like a best sick potato. That's all blood game. So whoop. So whoop, yep. So uh -oh. whoop. 
That's all I can say. And if anybody out there that want to help us jump these motherfuckers, let's get this shit cracking. Like let's get this shit cracking. Y'all better come up on Jacksonville. Yep. Y'all burn some guns, bring some knives, all of the shit. Is everybody still alive that we're watching on this video? I don't know. Should yeah. they be? I kind of hope not. Is Go there ahead. is there a payoff? It's, well, yes. Keep going. Is no. Josh the payoff? Just... Watch when I ran up on the nigga. She can kiss my ass. <laughs> Goddamn Santa. She can eat some balls and balls and shit. Don't fuck. Put them all in that damn mouth. And she goes to sit there and say, me and my man ain't no blood. Bitch, we is blood. <laughs> and we a blood date all night long. Because you know what? I was fucked in. He was jumped in, bitch. So get the in. fuck right. Fucked in. So, <clears throat> what so that means is, right, yeah, you're yeah. familiar with the culture. I just heard, interpreting the language. Yeah, yeah, they all ran a train on her, and now she's in the. Well, she thinks she's in the bloods, but they don't really respect her. Wait for the end. Go ahead, Nadal. The very last, the little piece of information. Fuck the law. Fuck the police. Fuck all of it. Fuck all of it. I'm blood. But if y'all need to comment, please let us know if y'all want to get involved in this shit because I got jumped, I'm pregnant, and I don't know if I'm going to stay pregnant long because I got jumped. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Makes me want to cry. I know. It's a lot. It's It's a lot. It's too much. She got fucked in. She's pregnant. By somebody. By somebody. And now it's going to have her baby punched out of her. Oh, my God. It's such What's a life. Wrong with the such world? a life. Let's look at Nikki's uh, great tweet. Sure. Uh, before that one, there's one. There's one uh, a little further up. Go up, 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 up. That one. Uh, me. This is Nikki. For two to three days every night. From for two to three days every month for my entire adult life. Quote: I don't know what's wrong with me. Everything's hopeless. I hate my body, skin, and life. I just want to quit everything and give up. Nothing matters. What's going on with me? End quote. My vagina. One minute later, blood. Mm, yeah premenstrual sounds... disorder yeah and i thought that was such a funny way of describing it and, and yeah. good for her bringing it up and then she got a lot of love from other women uh, and mentioned that i had mentioned it to her before because she had talked to me about it and uh Jeez. i mean poor nikki that's terrible i mean look i get the um anxiety you, you know she came she i just love did it. her we were huge fans yeah. of nikki glazer yeah. she's been talking about butt sex a lot lately oh i didn't know that but she just talks about sex a lot. Uh, she's got a new special on Netflix. Oh, good. Banging. Oh. But um, yeah, banging, I get right, that banging. too. I, I get a, but more so anxiety and just like, oh, and then the minute it's my period starts, I'm like, oh, I'm back to myself. So not fair. It's the fucking dude. My anatomy is so much worse than yours and so much more complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, it, it, it sucks. It makes you attuned to the universe in ways that men are it. not. I don't need to be it's attuned. How, you do because your it. kids need you to be I attuned. Love my kids. Yeah, so you're at that that attunement to them that we have to just follow you. Yeah, it's the best we can do. Right now, with all my therapy and stuff, I probably could do it decently, but women yeah. do it automatically really well. So you guys are more sociopathic than anything. We're just more uh, disconnected and linear. Why? Right. Is that socialized or do you think no, that's No, our, our corpus callosum is small. The part that connects to the you right like side. like I know what that the is. The right <laughs> side of the brain, the right side of the brain is the part where the, the whole holistic, bodily-based, attuned kind of stuff is going on. It's where you communicate with your baby before they have language, your right brain. And you have a huge connecting sheath between the right and left sides of the brain. Ah. So you have access to all that. We don't have access to it. 
Oh. We're just in our left brain all the time and the right brain's doing its thing, but we don't really, we're not really aware of it. No, but that's why you guys are incredible doers. Yes. That's why you've made civilizations Yeah, because yeah, we, so we stay very linear, linear, linear. Yeah. We don't, we don't get into the holistic. No, like I we watch- We can, but you we can, don't. You can, it's not, not your at interest. At not I watch my two little boys and they're just fucking Vikings. Like mm-hmm. my two-year-old just ran into the ocean without knowing how to swim. Like they didn't, they're just doers. Yes. Girls get a little different, a little more talking language, the talking coloring. Thing. Oh my god, I was like, what? Yeah, the, the talking and the, the drive to talk. They, oh. You know, as you when your boys hit around fourteen, fifteen, they cease speaking. Really? They just stop talking, and the young females start talking more. Mm. Why do the boys stop? Testosterone. Oh, it just horny, makes them horny, horny, withdraw, horny. withdraw, withdraw. You get go in the cave, withdraw, masturbate. Yeah, it. it's all masturbation. <laughs> it's all How and do you the, talk to your boys about that? My husband has to do it, right? Yeah, he'll do it. And uh, well, you never know because each child sort of has their own person they want to talk to. Ugh. Yeah, um, I will tell you a funny story yeah, about my daughter ahead. in a second. But but um, what else was I going to say about the young males and the as fourteen? They, as they, they withdraw, stop withdraw, withdraw. Anyway, but these these are biologies, man. They're just you can't, just not society. Don't you doing dare this. say that though, because now you it's would just be the, I, just the way it is. There, there there are lots of social things. There are lots of social constructs. And by the way, when everybody says something's a social construct, are they then saying and therefore it needs to change? Right. I mean, just because something is a social construct, yes, I would say the in the human being, generally speaking, this is what I've learned through years of working with humans. About sixty percent of whatever it is you're looking at whether it's your gender identity or your, your alcoholism or your muscle development, about 60% is accounted for on the basis of genetics alone. Hmm. The other 40% is environment, just generally speaking. So yes, there's of course society has t- tons of input into yes, whatever yes. we're talking about here, of course. And then there's certain things that are just biological, it's just the way it is. Well, I can't force my kid to play with a Barbie. He wanted Correct. cars. They both same want cars, with, cars, cars, it, cars. It, it, trucks and can't trains. I, same thing with mine. I don't give a shit about a dump truck. And, but and my daughter, I, I couldn't it. force her to play with the train. <laughs> I couldn't. I and we tried. Because we were three at once. We're like, everybody, we're doing the trains. Yeah. She, no way. Doesn't care. No way. I know. Meanwhile, I'm driving around town looking for garbage trucks for my son to look at. And he's just, they love it. Isn't that crazy? I know. I'm like, I don't care, but you do. They really do. It's adorable. Big and mechanical. And like, yeah, that's another thing. My yeah. husband has this thing for cars too. I'm like, what is it with men and machines? <laughs> I know, right? I have zero. I have, and I, I you love know what? Dogs. As, as I as I've gotten Something older, my testosterone has fallen. I've noticed the interest in the machines has dropped too. You think it's testosterone? Yeah, yeah, probably. Conquering. Well, there must be some other brain something. In there yeah, because I have no relation to mechanical. I don't give a shit. I don't yeah. care what I drive. So my daughter was, uh, I, we let our kids watch South Park. Yeah. Bad parents. Really? Uh, like sixth grade, we let them watch. I feel like that's educa- yeah. it's like well, comedy education. It, it sure was. <laughs> uh, and uh, one day driving the three to school, it's like sixth grade. And uh, I, think, I could swear I told you the story. But no. The, in the back of the car, I hear my daughter jumping up and down, going finger bang, finger bang, finger banger, finger banger, <laughs> and I go, uh, ahem, "Excuse me, what, what's going on?" And uh, she goes, "It's a band in South Park. The boys had a band called Finger Banger, oh, fuck. and and that was their song." Oh, and no. I go, "Really? Well, yes, I remember that episode. Uh, would you like to know what that means?" Okay, and I just I felt the boys like. They like held their breath. They're like leaning in. Like once I was next to me in the front seat and he was like, uh-huh, yeah. And like he knew something good was coming. <laughs> I proceeded to 
describe what that was. Yeah. And she started screaming. She had just changed all of her computer and screen names to Fingerboard. <gasps> And my sons laughed so fucking hard I thought they were gonna vomit. <laughs> Doug was like, oh, 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 oh. It's like I've never they could not breathe. So I turn the car around, go home and change all the computers and everything. Oh yeah. my god. How do you yeah. explain that yeah. to a thirteen year old? I you just start with the you know, this somebody's been a in romantic encounter, uh, somebody wants to put a hand on the vagina to stimulate you know, I was just, I don't know why I was just, clinical, yeah. just was going forward with this description of what oh my a finger bang was and and the screaming ensued it was the i my sons i really thought i was gonna have to resuscitate them they were laughing so hard finger bang well it's a finger, great finger term. banger it's finger very banger, funny finger banger oh my god anyway so now yes you what anything else oh voice oh. messages let's go to some voice yeah mails. let's do voice let's hear what we got hey dr drew mommy here i have a quick question hopefully you can help me answer i've been with my husband for going on four years now and our relationship is fine uh, we argue but every time that we are in a heated argument we want to have sex with each other oh yeah and we end up making up because we want to have sex and i feel like we're kind of putting a band-aid on it we're thinking about marriage counseling but is this normal and like yeah it, it happens we both feel the same way but i feel like i'm so angry at him and yet i still want to fuck him yeah not sure what is going on with this it's thing. not uncommon not uncommon good news bad news right the fact that you guys want to be in, engaged like that is great but the fact that you confuse intimacy and anger and intensity and sex it's all messed up in your head right so people that have these tendencies confuse intensity for love mm. and so it's the intensity that you're associating with the sexuality and it's not the healthiest sex as you're as you're discovering it's fine as bad things go that's fine but you're right you would be benefited greatly from some marriage counseling to sort of really work on your communication and your and your intimacy so you can get distinguished intimacy from intensity right because some couples live to mess with each other right the intensity Contentious, yeah. contentiousness yeah, 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 they love yeah. that they don't really but yes right? they, they kind of get off on it but they're not really off it can't be great yeah no, no, and then they fucking fight and fucking fight do you guys fight no, no, uh, but t we have discussions. Yeah, I'm sorry, we do, yes, but not, but not like not, this. Yeah. Not like, I'm so fucking turned on by being no, no, no. shitty I, with I you. Just... No, like that, that's not, to me, that's the opposite of yeah. Tom and I. Yeah. We have disagreements that are pretty civilized. Because you guys seem super calm whenever I'm around you. Yes, and we yeah. are in our private lives. If yeah. something's, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, every now and then, yeah, yeah we'll get fired up. So yeah. one of us, we triggered the fuck out. Yeah. But then I know, we both know that it's a trigger, that yeah, it's, yeah. we're in therapy. So, yeah. you know, it, goes it doesn't away. get, it doesn't escalate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. How about you and Susan? You guys yell? We, I don't see that. We used to a lot more. Yeah. When the, we were, you know, we were in survival mode for a long time with triplets. Right? Of course. Yeah. And, uh, and we did, we survived it. And we both like appreciate each other mm. for that. You know what I mean? Like we like vow, we, like honor each other having made it. And, um, and when we fight now, if there's, it, the only time the fighting is sort of uncomfortable is if there's like alcohol involved. Mm. Then people yeah, get people get weird true. and aggressive, and it's like that's not really. That's Who, not she us. gets weird. She gets aggressive. Yeah, it's not she us. She starts calling you names. She's like, no. remember that fucking bitch that no. dumped you when you were nineteen? No, <laughs> she was right. She was. <laughs> you are a loser. Um, 
No, it's just it's just sort of an uncomfortable aggression. That's all. We don't we don't not normally aggressive. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I don't see yeah, you. So or, or, yeah. The aggression is not helpful. Anger is one thing, but aggression yeah. is like, oh. yeah, it's misplaced generally. Yeah. Yeah, You're whatever. mad at mommy and daddy. You ain't mad at me. Why would it? Why are we being aggressive? You know what I mean? It's I like, and, and by the way, if if you're being aggressive and you're drinking. Then guess what that is? It's the drinking. So let's not do it. Let's just yeah. wait till let's go ahead and have a nice time. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Another voicemail. Hey, Dr. Drew. This is Jaden. Big ups on the podcast, man. But uh, just had a question here. I was wondering, um, basically live in a constant state of, you know, freaking out that my friends and loved ones are going to be kidnapped or die. Uh, um, just yeah. kind of wondering what that's about. If it's anxiety disorder yep. or... Um, something else that I don't it's, even know about. Um, and I haven't had any previous unexpected deaths or kidnappings ever in my life. So just wanted your opinion on it, man. Keep up the good work. Thank Appreciate you. It. All right, man. So uh, it's a kind of a phobia and catastrophizing. Mm -hmm. uh, I've noticed, interestingly, uh, friends of mine that are from Eastern Europe, grew up in Eastern Europe, yeah, will have this fear that their child's going to be abducted. Where the fuck did, where did that come from? Parental stuff because because the shit hit the fan in the old country. Your and, neighbor and they, would get taken away in the night. Yeah, People but the babies would they take babies away? Take everybody, man. Yeah, so there's this. This has been, and I think if your mom, if he's from Eastern European descent, and the mom had that fear, you can is a contagion. You can get her yes. stuff. It's intergenerational transmission of trauma. So I'm wondering if that's the source of it. I've seen that before. Mm. So it'd be interesting. So he's uh, he has anxiety and it's, it's anxiety. misplaced. It's phobia and you know it'd be something easy to treat. I would think you know, some kind of exposure therapy or somebody. Right, because phobias are misplaced anxieties, isn't that? Yeah, correct? it's just focused things, and there's all kinds of good treatments for it. The, actually, the the International Obsessive Compulsive Disorder Federation, IOCDF.org, has lots of good stuff there. They're a great organization. Jesus. Yeah. So I have a fear of vomiting, a phobia. You mentioned that almost every time we. Sat down so together. should I be watching people vomit all day? We to could get do over a little exposure it? therapy, or we just make you vomit many I, times. I just did. I just did at the stomach flu, <laughs> and I it helped actually. See, because I realized it was like, oh, that was a shitty minute of my life. Yeah, it's exposure therapy, and then it's done. Yeah, good. Okay. So uh, now that I've, I've unwrapped myself I'm, entirely I'm to you, is there anything yeah. else you'd like to know? I love everything. I want to know everything. So you've gotten most of the way through. You're the smartest uh, person I know. I don't think so. I think so. I've just had a lot of experience, I I, and I've, I've realized that I've had. I had, I had a remarkable training and I had a lot of experience. Having worked both in general medicine and a psychiatric hospital, I've sort of seen everything. And now I'm just trying to give it back. I'm just trying to give it away. Because I've just, I, there aren't, you don't get training like that. I've experienced like I've had anymore very much. And, mm -hmm. and I have had it. So I see the big picture of the human experience biologically, psychologically, psychiatrically. That's why you're fascinating. Yeah. And so I, and I just want to give that away now. I'm just sort of doing podcasting all the time where I just, I love it. Try to do as much as I can. If you could live forever, would you? <clears throat> Never age? If we could freeze you at whatever age you, you choose, would you live forever? I watched The Age of Adeline last night. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's something it'd be hard to say no to. Right. But, but I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think it's life then. I know. If you don't want to die, you don't want to live. Bottom line. That is so true. I always, yeah, I have a very existential view of reality because of that. Yeah. It's the acknowledgement of your death 
that gives you the freedom to really live and not give a fuck and yes, not worry. Yes, Mr. Heidegger, that's yeah. true. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. You, you've read the too much of that shit. The meaning of being is located in care. <laughs> oh. I remember that. I pulled wow, that out of the vault. did you read being in time? Of course, not oh, all shit. of it. Not you just, all of it. You, but you were, so you it. just mentioned Thomas Aquinas. You got into, you got into the continentals as well? I was big into the continentals. Uh, yes. Really? Oh, yeah, I went to you've a got to go do that. You've got to go Stop do that Stop it. I'm, I, I'm not yeah. smart enough anymore. Yeah, I've bullshit, lost a lot of it bullshit, through two children. Bullshit. I can barely it's read just, anymore. Psh. I'm serious. I lost my intelligence. My do you want to talk about Stern Show before I wrap it yes! up? Yes. Okay, mm. Please, 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 right, please. Right, so please. what about? So, I'm obsessed with the Brent. For those of you who aren't listening to the Howard Stern Show, right now, Brent and Caitlin, there's Brent on the staff of the Stern yes. Show. They are swingers and they're married. They don't have children. And at first it started with soft swinging, which was them going together to a club yeah. and maybe they'd make out Or they'd petting. bring somebody in or something. Right. And now it's quickly evolved into full sex on separate continents. Caitlin banged a cop and the guy I called the jackhammer. Oh, a porn star. <laughs> and, and Brent, not clear what happened there, though, though Brent... Brandy is not a liar. I, will, I don't I, think he's a liar he either. He is not a liar. I will defend yes. him on that. So when they start Agreed. questioning what happened, just ask him what happened. That's what happened. You know what Drew's but, referring but, to is a girl named Jenny. But I think I don't think he must have agreed to her that he wouldn't reveal too much. That's or what I think. Yeah. Because I've listened to the the audio about four times. Because I am obsessed. It's my joy and in life. I made the great error of sending <sighs> a little note to Gary that I was concerned that his, that Brent and his wife and Brent, you know, I love you, maybe had a sex addiction, which. A lot of people in the Stern Show have sort of whiffs of sex addiction. Ronnie, even, yes, even Howard got a little whiff of it. You, you think know? so? Not full blown. It's, it's it's the problem with me is I use these terms very liberally, and they don't have a pejorative sense for me. Right, they're just descriptions of people that help me understand what they're up to. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. I'm not saying they need treatment. I'm saying eh, you got a little a little extra energy in that way. That's yes. that thing. And Ronnie, you could see, kind of has it Clear too. Clear as yeah. day. Not that he is an out-of-control addict and is going to progress in a full sense. Could, in the right circumstance. It's like saying, hey, man, you got a little alcoholism. Don't take heroin, right? Because right. you could really Well, plus Ronnie's off. capable of monogamy. He's yeah, with the same woman. that's right. And so I, the, all this stuff is, there are plenty of alcoholics that control drinking. I, I, and plenty of, there's, there's lots of versions of people that have the potential to be an addict that aren't fully addicted. Right. Right. And I and I was making that comment about Brent and his wife, and I was worried it was going to progress. It already had progressed, and they seemed like using buddies to me, right? Mm. And the word, and when people get into that mode, it usually progresses, and it's it's so unpredictable how they're going to feel about it as it does. Well, right? Brent, so Brent has PTSD as well because he served in the military, right? And it seems, and, and by the way, he's the guy, one of the guys I'm closest with over there. At, is Brent? I would say, yeah, I, I, like I, him I love a lot. him. I yeah. love him, and he knows it. And, and I, I'm sorry if talking about him even here is problematic. It's the problem when you put something on the air like that. It's really hard to know where you are and are not supposed to talk about these things. It's how I got in trouble with Robin because she did my personality inventory on the air. <laughs> the then I wrote about it in my book and she was very <laughs> upset by that because yeah. she didn't give me permission to write about it. But I didn't even think I should have. But I didn't think to ask permission because it happened on the air. Sure. I was just describing what happened on the air. Well, same is not true with Brent because these are touchy subjects. And so I get it. I get it. We're, so you, we're, we're not saying anything more here than has happened on the air, which is, and just my concern that this, you know, could that, progress. That, and, so they you, would, and that would be sad for them. And sometimes one is more so into it than the other, and that creates problems. Got you. Right? Got you. That's all. It's fascinating. Um, it, it's the most exciting radio. <laughs> I keep listening to it. I'm just, I don't know. Let's see where it goes. 
They're all really interesting, good people over there. I know. I'm, really I'm, I'm obsessed. I listen every day. Mm, Husband knows. I'm on it. I'm on the app, man. I'm on well, the app. Yeah, and then you text me or DM me. And say, I do. What's going on with Sal? What's going on with Richard? What's up with the- <laughs> Wait, well, because Sal was having <laughs> sleep paralysis. I'm like, what is that? Is that real? What What is sleep paralysis? You don't know that? No, I mean, I've heard him. I'm so glad he didn't say that the devil visited me and laid on <laughs> my chest, which because that's part of sleep paralysis. People have hypnagogic hallucinations. Oh. So they'll wake up, they're in a state of sleep, but they're not fully awake, and so they're still in the paralysis state. When you're asleep, you par- you paralyze during part of your sleep. Yes, yes. And they're still paralyzed, and so they're awake, and they f- and they will often hallucinate that a ghost is sitting on top. And when you, all those alien encounters are all in this hypnagogic hallucination mm. when people are in various states of sleep. And uh, yeah, sleep paralysis, you're awake, but you can't move. It's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. I've had panic. it, but I think I've had something. But he levitated. And these are all the different <laughs> demons that people are visited yeah, by, yeah. see? But remember when he levi- he levitated above his bed? Yeah, that, was, that was a classic hypnagogic hallucination. <laughs> Look at all the different images of people get, they think they're having. Richard Christie, gay or not gay with Sal? Uh, I, Richard, I think, got traumatized with his gay friend. And they used to take baths together, and they then fart bubbles. The bar- right, yeah. the, and and the and he and his reaction to his kids' or friends' arousal was extreme laughter, funny, oh. and so that became almost a traumatic attachment. The, the humor there isn't that interesting. I love it. Yeah, he is not gay, not gay, but gayness makes him laugh. Right, Be- right, because that gay gay exposure okay. to gay behavior makes him laugh. Okay, but because what about- that's what happened when he was a kid. I totally so he merged those two yeah. sensations yeah, feelings. Yeah. But what about the fantasy of having Howard put him out, like drug him and then do whatever he wants with him sexually? Wasn't that the thing? He 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 is so committed to the show. He wants him to know that he will do anything for oh, him. Oh, okay. Anything. That okay. that's and and because Richard is up for anything, he has no fear and he wants Howard to know that he would thoroughly turn himself over for whatever is necessary for the good of the show. Right, okay. Which is sort of always his thing. Of course, yeah, very loyal. They're all very loyal. All right, let's not bore anybody more. It's it's not boring for me. I'm obsessed. Can talk all day. Thank you for coming in. Everything good with you? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, now you interviewed me. I know. Uh, I find you fascinating. You're well, so you. educated I love, and Thank you for the show and thank you for stop. including us all this. And They love um, you. Everyone loves you. Got, you. you got a stuff coming up? Tons of shit. Check my calendar for 2020 dates. Um, I have a, just a few things in 2019 that we're doing at Flappers, Portland, Oregon. And that's it, man. Lots and of And you got shit. January in Pasadena? Is that what you told we me? Had, we reworked it to March. I believe March okay. 7th because uh, I had the stomach the, flu. Okay, put it on my calendar. Now March 7th. So come to that. Your tickets will be honored there. All right, everybody, check out drdrew.com. Uh, also, we got a new thing, drdrew.tv. We do a, a, I do a live show. Talk, it's part of my oh, giving it away, and I do a streaming uh, on the weekend where I just answer questions. I love and, that. And um, you get, if you sign up at drdrew.tv, we send out a little blast to let you know when we're doing it. And, you, and, the, and by the way, I think if you respond, you get to the head of the line on the queue for the questions oh. at drdrew.tv. And we have other stuff at drdrew.com, the, you know. Me and, me and Adam is there and check all that stuff. You're there. such a great service so, to society. I'm so glad you exist and we're so thrilled you. to have thank you. Thank you. I enjoy doing all this. I'm grateful to be able to do it in such interesting ways. And so thank you for giving me a platform. Love you, buddy. See you next time. Bye. All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. 
Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.